0: Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Warranty forever. That's incredible. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Big Country, I knew today was going to be a loaded show because of the national championship preview that we'll do. The Week 18 NFL reactions, the Chargers and the Raiders. Somewhere in my dumb brain, I forgot that today was Black Monday and that every NFL coach would be getting fired today. I hopped in the shower this morning, came back, three head coaches had been fired. It yeah, so I, I woke
1: up woke up to my alarm going off, and of course, you know, snoozed that bitch. And But had looked at my phone in the meantime, and was just like, uh, not really seeing anything, fell back asleep, woke up, and it was like, All these coaches get fired, and I'm going, what in the world is happening this morning? And I was like, the season's over, Black Monday, this is it, yep. So I had the exact same thought process this morning. Uh, I messed up last night, though, during the game. Do you want to go ahead and just transition into that? Is there anything else you want to discuss beforehand? Sure, go for it. So I'm watching this game start it, and I was like, man, I feel like it's going to be a blowout. Like, I'm just, I'm really not interested. The Raiders got ended up at one point with a pretty big lead, and it was like, okay, like, I'm just going to pop some z quill, long weekend of travel. I just want to go to bed. Do this right about the middle of the fourth quarter. And then it's like Justin Herbert goes, I'm going to convert every fourth Missed down fourth possible. fourth down, Justin Yes. Herbert. And it was just like, oh, no, when is a Z-Quil going to hit me? And, dude, the battle that I had with myself in that medicine and overtime was brutal. Like, that's a, that's a great story that needs to be discussed one day is the fact that I hung in there to watch the end of this football game and, it and even game. tweeting about it.
0: And the whole time, I am I'm a pessimist, like big time. I actually I think I might be the biggest pessimist in the world, to where everybody was talking about the tie, and I'm like, that's not going to happen. It <laughs> okay, well, will not happen. Two teams will try to win. It's not going to happen. And then we got to overtime, and I'll tell you, I sat up in bed. I, I usually finish these late games watching it mm-hmm. in bed. For uh, all the lady listeners out there, sup. An open spot for you. Uh, but I was watching this game sit up in bed, and I, for a split second, I thought they might actually do it. I thought they might actually kneel on the ball, even like the opening kickoff in overtime, I believe uh, was a touchback. Like, I don't remember if it was caught or not and kneeled, but I was like, oh man, this might happen. <laughs> and then as the game kept going on, I really felt like there was a good possibility. And I'll tell you, I think the Raiders were going to do it. I think they were going to yep. run out the clock. And there's a lot of criticism I've heard this morning about why would you try to tie the game. I think this is a different scenario. I think if this were a week seven game and you're playing, you don't play to tie, you play to try to win this one. Mm -hmm. But in this case, if you tie, that's just as good as a win. That's usually not the case in the NFL. And then you have the timeout. At the end of the game, the Chargers call the timeout. I do think that that changed the outcome of the game. I think the Raiders were content with tying, with just running the football. But I understand what Brandon Staley was trying to do. This happens all the time in football. He's trying to get the right personnel out there. The Raiders are going to run the football. You don't want to give up a rushing touchdown. So you get your personnel on the field. I thought he expected them to get a stop on third down and the clock to run out. So I kind of get what he was trying to do. Twenty twenty hindsight. It's... You can see that it was not the right decision.
1: Yeah, um, and I didn't see him do any post-conference interviews, or if he did, I hadn't seen anything from him. Probably because you fell asleep. I, I immediately afterwards. like I think <laughs> I watched that field goal, sent another tweet, laid my head down on a pillow, and was just snoring logs from there. I woke up in the same spot, fell asleep in. And I know that because my arm was completely dead in a sleep. And when I went to move it, I hit myself in the face with it. But story for another time. I do wonder if Staley would kind of answer the question of, did you think they were going to run out the clock? Do you kind of regret that timeout? After hearing some other players go, hey, from the Raiders aside, like, actually, we were going to run it out. Because you see Austin Eckler have the conversation with the player where he asks, like, were you going to kneel it? And the guy covers his mouth, and he's shaking his head yes. And, and Did was, you hear like, the
0: Derek Carr comments too? Uh,
1: right after the game? Yeah. yeah where yeah. he was just like, yeah, I mean, it definitely changed our mindset with it. And then, like, you get Herbert on the sideline too going, man, I've never wanted a tie so bad in my life. And then Brandon Staley's like – Timeout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was very much rooting for the tie,
0: which I, I think a lot of people were. I know Twitter was going off last night. So I, I know a lot of people were. It was so weird, though, because I wasn't rooting for either team. Yeah. And like at one play, I'm rooting for the Raiders, and then they would get, you know, a big play. And I'm like, oh, shit, need a stop here from the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Chargers get a stop. And then I'm like, okay, just keep the clock going, Raiders. It was just so back and forth with my emotions in my head where I, I just didn't know what to do. I'm I'm Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. One minute, I'm a Raiders fan. One minute, I'm a Chargers fan. But I, I do like what the Raiders were able to do. I, I liked their game plan. They were okay with the tie, and then they get a big run. You might as well go win it. And I think one thing that's getting lost in it is with the Raiders, it was you can go face the Bengals or the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. A tie would have given you the Bengals. Or sorry, a tie would have given you the Chiefs. A win gives you the Bengals. I think you go from – that's not me being a homer. It's just one team is experienced. They've won a
1: yeah, – But, like, man, what a freaking season of going your way. You're not getting any luck. The ball bounces the other way every single time. But you still find a way to get enough wins to end the season here, and you go into the playoffs as I be- What did they land as? Like five seed now, since they're facing the Bengals because they are the four seed. Yeah, because Steelers got the seven. Yeah, and I think New England has six. But it's still the situation here of like, man, what a freaking way to do it! And you got ten wins. I know there's week eighteen, so that helps. But the fact that you walk out of the season with everything and double-digit victories, and you might get a playoff win in Cincinnati. That is nuts.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that's one thing that maybe people forgot too, is that like these coaches want that win on their record. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even these players do. And there's, you know, incentives for making the playoffs and probably seeding too. So there was a lot to play for. And I know a lot of people, maybe not were really believing it, but were saying like, man, what if they just come out and just kneel the whole game? Like, mm-hmm. I never expected that. That would just be, you'd probably almost get fined by the NFL for not being competitive. <laughs> you yeah. know, can you, like if, they would have come out and both teams were just like, "Nah, we're good. Let's kneel the whole game. The NFL would have been so pissed. Like, we flexed you to a nationally televised game, and then you did this. Like, they probably would have lost a first-round pick.
1: Oh, most
0: likely. Roger like- Goodell would just be... Tearing the arms off that fancy chair that he has in Hey, head. those new stadiums you guys have,
1: we'll take them back. You're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, you know what? We've decided the Steelers
1: and the Colts are
0: Screw <laughs> <this> both of <laughs> you guys. You're going home. This isn't a tie. You both forfeited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you mentioned, like, cheering for either team, uh, I kind of felt myself doing the same thing at the end of that fourth and overtime because when Justin Herbert kept facing these fourth downs, I was like, oh, man, like – I don't want their season to end on, like, a fourth down play or whatnot. And then he makes a play. And the fact that they were able to score with, like, two seconds left on the clock, a freaking touchdown, it was like, dang. And, honestly, it looked like the exact same play that the Lions ran when they got their first win earlier in the year. That little comeback right in the end zone, and you get a sit in the spot between the safety and the corner, and you just got to zip it in there. Herbert made the play. Now the thing is, though, with the Chargers, and I did tweet this last night, I just kind of feel bad for their fan base and for them almost Because every single year they go into the season with these high expectations, thinking that they're competing for a Super Bowl, especially this year. I mean, I know you had some questions along the offensive line, but you went and got a new center. You got Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Justin Herbert had a phenomenal rookie season. You got a decent running back group, or at least with Austin Eckler. We know you have the receivers. Your defense, if healthy, is good. You got plenty of speed, but you just can't get it done. And it doesn't make any sense. And I... I'm assuming there's got to be at least a curse on the Chargers because time and time and again, they get in these moments or situations and they don't come out on top.
0: And even this year, they were, they still relatively healthy.
1: Yeah. Like Usually, at one you know, point, we thought they were a lock to win the West, and then it just comes crumbling down. Yeah, it is weird.
0: Usually it falls apart because somebody gets injured. Mm-hmm. Now it's <laughs> the last game of the season. Dare call timeout get you, <laughs> yeah. And Justin <laughs> Herbert played very well in this game too. Hats off to him because they they faced so many fourth downs. I don't know what the actual number is, but they had so many fourth downs on that last drive. Yep. To where I really I thought the game was over. They were at like fourth and eighteen or something stupid, backed up on like their, their own ten yard line. I thought the game was over. Yeah. And then they just kept finding ways to extend drives. I didn't hear anything about the refs. There were a couple calls where I was like, okay, the refs are not letting this one end on a penalty.
1: Yeah, like the face masks, those got completely ignored. Yeah, missed a face
0: mask and then probably missed a pass interference call too where usually I feel like that gets flagged. But I think the refs did a good job of swallowing the flag and being like, no, we're going to let this one play out. I don't want no part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Or even the catch on the sideline uh, that got called incomplete. Uh, they had like a conversation about it. It was like, oh, I don't know. Like, what do you want to do? What do you What do you think happened here? <laughs> I'd rather not be the bad guy. It, yeah, I felt like they talked for two minutes, and then we're like, uh, incomplete. Please, God, challenge it. Like, just review <laughs> this thing in New York so we don't get this wrong. Yeah, uh, but they did. But it was it was a fantastic game. This whole last weekend of football, I thought honestly, I thought it lived up to the hype.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of excited about it now because it didn't end. I feel like with Week 17, it was well. These all these guys are sitting out. This is pretty much it. Nothing happens. This week, like all the playoff things, like the implications, the playoff picture, you know, predictions, possibilities was just through the roof. I mean, like the fact that it actually did come down to if these two teams tie, they both get in. Like, I feel like that was something we heard on Tuesday or Wednesday. It was like, eh, not going to happen. Chargers probably got to win this game, roll into the playoffs, face Kansas City, and that's what we'd be talking about. I honestly is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Boy, was I wrong. But I'm kind of excited about it because now we look at it as the Steelers actually did find a way into the playoffs with Big Ben. Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz. Holy shit, what a mess that is. No idea what they're going to do this offseason. If you rooted for Carson Wentz to be the guy for the Colts this season, hey, Uh just know that you're an idiot. (laughs) If you decided to create a hype train and even go onto a (laughs) microphone and scream choo-choo, I'm the conductor of this train, and just get everyone excited, you're an idiot. Yeah. Carson Wentz. I'm not glad that good. we don't have That's, to that's to the those answer. People not good. And have like sports takes. I couldn't imagine that. I was on. I, I can't was believe they would that. even have. They, they shouldn't even have. Like, they have a podcast. I wonder how that's going for him.
0: I can't hear Carson Wentz's name without thinking of you. Well, you're welcome. I just. I hope you know that. Anytime. <laughs> like, he'll do things that are good throughout the course of the year. There was even that one game where it was like the first half. It's like, ooh, Carson Wentz phenomenal and I'm like oh okay we'll let big country kind of have his moment to shine And then the second half happened and I'm like oh he's gonna have to address this one tomorrow <laughs> hey because-
1: not to be not to be this guy but I am gonna I'm not going down by myself <laughs> there was another guy here in the area who was also a big fan of Carson uh-huh. Wentz and was in full agreement with me on how this would happen with Carson Wentz to the Colts he sent me a message yesterday at about two o'clock he goes not Wentz's best day I said hasn't been that for about six weeks but <laughs> <laughs> and the last message between each other was, hey, remember when everyone told us Carson Wentz wasn't going to be good? It was the beginning of that first half of the game. The second half, we both had like a spoke-too-soon moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Oops. it has not been good for the old rooting for Carson Wentz. And if you haven't picked up on the inside joke, I was that idiot that was very excited for Carson Wentz with the Colts. I exactly. thought they'd be a, a Super Bowl contender. I really thought they'd have things figured out. They were if they just handed the ball off to Jonathan Taylor when you try yeah. to pass it. Those were odds that immediately went to zero. Uh,
0: He had 15 carries yesterday. I I said on Friday this should be the game where he has 25-30 carries, Mm -hmm. I think. And he should have had more carries than Carson Wentz had attempts. I think another thing that made this past weekend very exciting is the fact that teams like the Jaguars have absolutely nothing to play for. It probably would have been better for them to actually lose this game. And they came out and won. Indianapolis, for whatever reason, they cannot win in Jacksonville. And the Jaguars pick up a win, but it wasn't just the Jaguars. The Lions facing – like Aaron Rodgers played. They kind of did what I said, play him for a little bit and then let Jordan Love take over. The Lions still won that game, though. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers did play some of it. That should have been a blowout, but hats off to the Lions. They were another team. They have absolutely nothing to play for. They should have probably lost that game, but they didn't. And then the third team, the Texans. They, I was watching that game. They were up on the Titans hey, for a while.
1: <laughs> I had that game playing on my phone because I told you before we started the show, I went and played basketball yesterday. Buddy asked me to do it after I let my sister move all weekend. So that was kind of a selfish request from that individual. But it's all right. I ended up going to play. Bad decision on my part. But the whole point of me saying all this is that I had the game playing on my phone in the gym and somehow had signal strength for the game to play. And so I was like, everyone, get your phones away from mine and nobody touch this. And I was like... Now, when we go to, like, switch games and stuff, because it was about halftime when I had gotten in this game and started, I was like, keep me updated on the game. So I'm in the middle of a game and someone goes, hey, they just scored. Throw up. I think I was at, like, half court. I take two steps to the three-point line, shoot it, come running back, and I was like, the Texans just scored? Like, <laughs> holy smokes. I missed the shot. Like, I think I airballed it. it did absolutely It No way. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I went and played basketball yesterday, and if you're wondering, like, oh, how'd it go? I'm not even going to lie to you. Awful. It was absolutely <laughs> awful yesterday i don't think i think i had one bright spot and it was this one's for clay thompson and i shot the ball like him and i drained it and then the game started immediately tried to do the same thing missed it but then the last game my buddy was guarding me our guy hayden and i come down and i hit a shot at like the spike line drained it that was the only shot i think i made that game and after that i was like i'm done that's it but the whole point of this entire story of me playing basketball because i'm <laughs> Everyone's very interested in hearing how awful that goes. Um, It's the fact that the Texans had a chance to win that football game. Like they were so close. And I think when you look at the Titans going into the playoffs, it's pretty much you just have to find a way to slow down the run. And I know that is so much easier said than done. But if you can just find a way to slow down the run and not let Julio beat you deep, you have a chance to win that game. Like the Texans almost did it again. They were so close. And Davis Mills – I think he also kind of looks like a kid who could get the job next year. I feel like he played well enough where if you have to roll into the next season with Davis Mills as your quarterback, it's more of like a, I wonder what we can get if there's more around him. Because right. he was making plays outside of the pocket. He did I mean, play well yesterday. You know, the deep shots, the underneath throws. Like There were a lot of throws that he made where it's was like, hey, if this isn't caught, that's really not on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a third-round pick. He was their first selection that they made, which I think was maybe why – some people hated that draft pick, but he did play very well yesterday. 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Titans team that played all their players. They were trying to win. They had to win to seal the one seed, and they did. But I thought he looked really good. I don't know if he's a future starter or if he's a future like star at quarterback. But at a minimum, you've got a really good backup for a long time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Davis Mills. And he was. He was impressive. And he's only a rookie, so there could be a lot more to his career. He played well. But this whole weekend, like I said, absolutely bananas the entire thing. And now looking at the playoff picture, like I said, the Titans clinched the one seed. They needed it yesterday. You're going to have the Chiefs as the two seed. And the way that the schedule works out, I really like the matchups that are happening yeah. in the playoffs as well. Like, I don't know. It just it feels like they're good, like almost planned, like, okay, this is what we want the schedule to look like type matchups. Like even the the Bills, who I believe they're taking on the Patriots. Yeah. So that that Saturday, we're going to have Raiders, Bengals. That one I'm not too excited about. I think <laughs> the Raiders are probably just going to get throttled by the Bengals. But we'll see. But then the Bills and the Patriots. I'm excited to see that game again. Yeah. And everybody wanted to see, like, oh, what would happen if they played again in the playoffs? We're going to see. Maybe Belichick <laughs> says fuck it, and uh, they run the ball all day long. And win again. But then even like the 49ers and the Cowboys, that was the marquee matchup when I was a child. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. But that was like the two teams in the entire NFL. I get to see them again. So that's a little nostalgic for me. And then the Steelers and the Chiefs, that matchup's been pretty good over the last couple years. We've even seen it before where the Steelers knock out the Chiefs in the playoffs. And now Ben Roethlisberger gets... His third game in a row of this has been Roethlisberger's last game. So that will be nice to have in Arrowhead. (laughs) I hope his family makes the trip to Kansas City again. And I don't think we talked about this the first time the Steelers were in Kansas City. I love it that Ben Roethlisberger's family got this nice suite and did everything right. It just reminds me of Jordan Love where his family was in the (laughs) nosebleeds. And then you have... Ben Roethlisberger's family takes up the entire suite. Like they're probably next to Brittany and uh, Jackson Mahomes. Yeah, just living it up, loving life there. And then you compare that with Jordan Love and what his family <laughs> who were
1: literally in the the highest seats you can get in that stadium. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that is a trek up to those seats. So I kind of felt bad yeah. for them.
0: You're but. going to be out of breath <laughs> when you make it. And then the last matchup of that weekend, the Cardinals versus... The Rams. That was another one where those teams were both playing for the NFC West title. Mm-hmm. The Rams lose and still win the title because the Cardinals are –
1: they're cold. Yeah, I mean the Seahawks made them look <laughs> – I don't even know. How, like what's it, like a little bitch? <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my God, Russell Wilson looked good again. It was like one of those situations when you're sitting there looking at it and like the Cardinals have been good this year. They're going to win the, the West? There's no way. And then I did wonder, too, because I don't know if the Rams players knew on the field, of course, during the game. But the fact that the the 49ers lose and they're in a close game themselves, it's like, do you celebrate winning the division? Or is it more of like, "Ah, fuck, we lost this game. Like, we lost to the Niners again. But at the same time, it's like, we won our division. And that's like goal number one when you start the season. Win the division. Get into the playoffs. You know, of course, try to get the one seed. And then go compete for a Super Bowl. If you're the Rams, too, though, I know you talked about it, like the the Cardinals are cold. The Rams got to find a way to hit their deep shots. I just don't feel like they can do it when it matters. They can randomly or whatnot, but then when you got the 49ers out here having touchdowns thrown by Debo Samuel and a guy named Jennings over here scoring like three touchdowns, it's like what in the world are you doing? You have all these stars on your team, and they make plays a little bit, but at the same time, you're getting beat by Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And it's just – and I don't mean to say that as like – a negative on Jimmy Garoppolo, but I feel like we can all look at that situation and two-go. Jimmy's probably not the future of San Francisco, but he's still finding ways to win football he games. better not
0: be for as many draft picks as they gave up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, them. you're sitting there looking at us it, like they win football games when he's a starting quarterback. Like, yeah. you can't argue that. They just, they do. Yeah. And he I stepped think you up you could win big more too. with a better quarterback,
0: though. 100%. I also think Kyle Shanahan is incredibly overrated. <laughs> but I think I've said that before. Just, just a couple times. Yeah. Oh, you made it to a Super Bowl. Like That's cool.
1: It's going to be a fun week, though. I'm I'm excited for this opening round of playoffs because it's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals, I said they were cold. They've lost four of their last five. Yeah. And yeah, they beat the Cowboys very close, 25-22. to 22. Other than that, they lost to the Rams. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Colts. And this past Sunday, they lost to the Seahawks. There are three bad teams right there that they've— Lost to. So this is me kind of gloating. A lot of people came at me when the Cardinals were good and they were undefeated. Yeah. I still think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, not overrated. He's just not a good cook. How does that feel
1: to have a take and people be like, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But in the end, you're right. I just wait it out. I don't jump ship. I'm like, you just wait. You just find out. Yeah, <laughs> You'll catch up
0: eventually. I, I was to, trying to think of, I do like to do a little self-reflecting myself and be like, what take was I wrong on? this year i
1: don't know <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I don't know the look at your face i don't know because i'm not <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah people wanted to find people. out what would happen if i lost i guess we'll never know <laughs> my one take like i forgot that i was so high on the eagles until they were good yeah but even that one is like that was a take that i had that i looked at i was like oh that one was probably not good and then they make the playoffs Damn. I'm sure there were some. Like if we went back and looked at some of the like divisions and how we picked them, I think I I had the 49ers being pretty bad. I've been wrong about that one. Yeah. So that was one that I was. Wondering.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like we're all just kind of, they kind of have been, though, but at the same time they were one of those sneaky teams that just kind of kept finding ways to win games in, in different situations and moments, but props to them. Yeah, that must be nice because I look at things that I was wrong on and I'm sure you have a list immediately off the top of your head. Or is there just the one big one? Just the Carson Carson
0: Wentz one. Um, You were right about the Bengals uh, being a Super Bowl contender, and I laughed at you, so I was wrong there. (laughs) Uh, You did say that you thought the Steelers would be a top-five draft pick team this year, and they found their way into the playoffs. Yep. Well, that's just Mike
1: Tomlin. I should have known better.
0: Like, honestly, and I saw somebody else tweet it out, and I'm surprised that I didn't just spam everyone with retweets of – Mike Tomlin and Sean Payton should be considered Coach of the Year for the way that they Mm -hmm. handled this entire season. Like they have actually pretty bad football teams, and they were still able to find success. It's extraordinary.
1: Close. They needed San Francisco to lose, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And they would have been in. Yeah, I think a win and a San Francisco loss or something like that. Did you pay attention to the Saints game? I don't mean to call you out if you I did, did. not. Okay, I was just wondered how Ian Book looked that last game as a second start. I don't no, know if it was I... something where they look at it and it was like, oh, maybe we might be able to build off of this. Or if it was, eh, it's Ian Book. We're good. No, like them playing the Falcons and the 49ers winning, I knew there was nothing to, like,
0: to really Even watch for. pay attention forward. to? Yeah. Uh, just the fact that, I mean, they finished the season 9-8, and eight, which is a winning record, <clears throat> and they beat the Falcons pretty handily. I think I might have picked the Falcons to win this game. I don't remember. I need to do a better job of tracking that. But Taysom yeah. Hill gets hurt, and it was Trevor Simeon that came in for him and played. like Okay, he had two good touchdowns. I think one of them was a pretty good throw. But, again, I didn't really pay attention. Oh, I attention. thought that was Buck. No, it was Trevor Simeon. Whoops. Yeah, never mind then. But even before Taysom Hill went out, he was 7 of 9 with a touchdown. He's – that's an interesting scenario with the Saints and what they're going
1: to do at quarterback. It really is. I mean, if you can go get Russell Wilson, do it. It's just – will you trade him – Will the Seahawks allow the trade within the division – or the, right. the conference, excuse me.
0: Yeah, and especially to a team like that to where – Seattle's probably not going to be in a Super Bowl, but if you give the Saints Russell Wilson, they probably are going to be in a Super Bowl or at least contending yeah. for one.
1: So I might. Mean, we, we talked about all the coaches getting fired or whatnot, and I haven't seen any updates come through. But I, the last one that I did see is that Joe Judge was actually in a meeting with uh, the owner of the Los Angeles – or ex, what the heck, the Los Angeles – the New York Giants, excuse me <laughs> there, massively. Um, I think it's going to be very hard for him to come out of that meeting and still be a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, because we'll Before see. we get into anything else, I will never, ever understand a QB sneak on a third and whatever. Third and nine. On your own four-yard line. Yes. You don't have a single play?
0: Yeah, and this is like a situation with the Chargers and the Raiders. Like, what would have the reaction been if they actually came out and just kneeled at the whole game? People would have been pissed. Like, oh, you got to try to win the game. I know everyone was rooting for the tie. I was too, for it to occur naturally. But if they would have just come out and not tried to win, I think people would have been pissed off. And that was the Giants, I think. Like, okay, we're just third
1: and nine. Let's go ahead and punt it. Like, that's, that's a chicken shit call. <laughs> oh, I mean, for sure. And, like, you have Jake Fromm as your quarterback. We clearly know he's not an NFL quarterback right now, but, like, you got to give the players on your team an opportunity to make a play. Like that is just you straight up going. We don't believe in you. Like we're done. Yeah, our <laughs> players done. stink.
0: Yeah, you're done. Everyone's done. Uh, Saquon Barkley didn't even get any carries. But let's let's do transition to some of these coaching uh, changes that are happening. But first, let's mention our great sponsors, Miners and Monroe. I was on their website this weekend. I used code Miked up. 10, save myself 10% off at Miners and Monroe. They've got a lot of great stuff. I know, winter is like finally here for us in Missouri. It's cold out, and I was a little late to the party. Now I'm like stocking up on things that I can wear. Before, I was like, hey, it's still 60 in December. I can wear clothes that I already have. Now I'm buying more hoodies and more flannels that I probably don't need, but I want it. Use code MikedUp 10 and save yourself 10% off
1: at minersandmonroe.com. Okay, I'm going to do my ad read, but then I have a question for you in terms of style, so be prepared for it. Next up, GunSpot.com. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. The price that is listed at the end when you go to check out is there, plus tax. There's no other hidden fees, convenience fees, or anything like that. That's what makes GunSpot so great. Also, it's not a matter if. It's a matter of when danger is going to rise. Make sure you're in your position protect yourself and your family, and you can do that right here at GunSpot.com. <music> Okay, now when like, I think of flannels, you mentioned that with Miners and Monroe, how you're just getting all these flannels. I think that's like a fall look. Like you only wear it when like leaves are changing colors, and you get a flannel shirt. Yeah. Clearly, I am not the you know epitome of style. I'm not a guy. No one looks right. at me and is like, this guy knows uh-huh. how to fucking dress. Yeah. I get tired and think sweatpants and a hoodie with a jacket over it. Middle of the day, also, I'm going to put on some jeans. Also, your definition of I'm some set.
0: clothing is...
1: Questionable. Oh, here we go. I, my only question before, instead but of he, roasting me, you said, myself,
0: like, oh, I'll just throw like a jacket on. In my mind, I have to think, like, what do you think a jacket is? Because I know sometimes you'll just be like, oh, I have my jacket on, and I'm like, mm, nope, that's a hoodie. Or you'll like, be let me just grab my jacket, and I'm like, nope, that's a coat.
1: That's what I get mixed up is jacket <laughs> and coats.
0: Yeah, a jacket is like a lighter
1: coat. And the one thing where you're talking about where I thought it was a jacket or a hoodie. That ended up being a full-blown coat, and I thought it was a hoodie. And I wore it inside for an entire Chiefs game, and I'm like, it is fucking hot in here. Yeah. About third quarter, I was like, oh, you got to have some sense of pride. You've you already were- been calling this thing a hoodie. I I was sweating.
0: You brought this on thing. yourself, so I'm going to call you out for it. Yeah. You had a Chiefs starter coat, <laughs> and you were wearing it around like it was – Hoodie, yeah, I like oh yeah, her. I'm just gonna wear this all day. And we were even like, man, like you should take your coat off. And you're like, no, I'm good. Like I'm just this is what I'm wearing, like just chilling. I don't even know if you had a shirt on under it. Like I, your I plan shirt, was to wear else. that coat, yeah, all day long. That's yeah. why I do have to sometimes. Even when you started asking about flannels, I literally thought you were going with like, tell me what is a flannel? Like what do you consider <laughs> a flannel? Because today I have like on a button up. Plaid shirt. I thought you were going to ask me if this was a flannel or
1: not. No, no, no. I'm better than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit more edumacated than that.
0: We so, brought you a long way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> read between the lines, bub. <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of years. But my question with the flannel, you can wear those all winter long. For some reason, I thought that was like a fall only look. Flannels. I'll all wear seasons. mine all
0: winter long. Okay. Spring and summer, you cannot wear flannel. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then. Uh, depending on the coloring sometimes but i will wear flannel all winter okay but you can also get into more of like uh the cardigan
1: sweater game i just have a hard time finding like winter looks because it's i'm freaking cold i'm putting on this jacket i'm putting on this coat i'm gonna put on a hoodie with the jacket on over like i just want to be warm from apartment to car car to office you know what I mean? It's not like I'm doing anything. No,
0: I do because I remember. It's not remember. like I'm
1: walking the streets of New York being like, ah, I need to look good from the office to my six-block walk to home.
0: On no. Thursday night, we went out to watch some games and stuff, and you changed your coat. Like you, you put on a coat. It was a coat, too. And we left 609. Yeah. So you, you get out to your car, and you changed into another coat. You did an outfit change. To go to another bar because and I was tired of going head to the bar. Loaded, <laughs> like what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I just didn't want to wear this coat over there, like I've been wearing it a lot. So you put on another coat. Yeah. Which my question was, why not just wear the second coat the entire time?
1: <laughs> because I forgot I had it in my car. The other coat I wore from my apartment to my car. Dumbfounded. That's what I. Wore. It was because I was like, <laughs> I can't keep wearing the same brown jacket, which coat, I get. whatever. Uh-huh. And yep. so, and when I got to my car, I was like, "Oh, this is I. This is where this coat is. It's in the uh-huh. car." And that's something we talked about last week. So in my mind, it was a uh, sweet. This works out perfectly. Instead of just having to throw on a hoodie and then being cold from the car to the bar walk, uh-huh. I'll just have a new coat. And you were just like, "What are you doing?" And it was like, in my mind, it makes complete sense. Just go. I'll meet you there.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we have some really different thought processes. <laughs> a lot. That I think it's quite a yeah. But I do get it, like the taking the coat off because you didn't want to be seen in it a lot. Yeah. I have a, a hoodie that I, I guess I've been wearing a lot. And somebody mentioned, like, oh, the last time I saw you, you had that hoodie on. The reason why is because I got a lot of compliments <laughs> on it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, so I wore it, like, again, but I hadn't seen that person in like two weeks. Like, oh, you wearing that hoodie again. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I got to get this out of so the So that's what I on. felt like I was
1: getting with the coat where people were going to be like, hey, man, like, we need to kind of stockpile our money and see if we can get this guy a new coat. like <laughs> I'm tired of seeing him in the same one. I felt like I was getting real close to that. So I had to mix it up a little bit, show people I got more than one coat. You were
0: also doing that thing, though, where you would keep it on once we got to the bar. Because
1: well, it was cold.
0: Yeah. But that's... That was another thing that people are like, man, I've seen you in that coat. Like a coat you can wear every day. Yeah. But you were keeping it on.
1: Yeah, because we didn't have like a a set seat. And so yeah. we weren't like chilling. We were just walking around talking. Yeah. So I just kept it on. Other people I get, don't have a set seat. I uh, get cold <laughs> quickly. All right. The snow hair means no insulation up top. One cool breeze. Yeah. you got to be shipping. a beanie guy now. Yeah.
0: Or just a regular hat. Does that help
1: uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a little it bit blocks of blocks the old frontal wind to the mm-hmm. face so that it doesn't, you just get face and your yeah. face is used to receiving the cold top of the head. Not so much.
0: Yeah. And those, those trucker caps, I didn't know if that provided much.
1: Well, difference. if the, if the wind's to my back, it doesn't help cause there's holes in it. So it just, it's like, a, come on in.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, yep. uh, let's talk about some coaches getting fired in the NFL. <laughs> like I said, this morning jumped in the shower, uh, jumped out of the shower, and three coaches had been fired. Uh, A couple of them, it wasn't that surprising. The Bears fired Matt Nagy, which I think was expected. They also fired uh, their GM, Pace. So that one I saw, and I was like, okay, not a big deal. I thought that one was coming. I was kind of surprised that it happened
1: so early this morning. I did expect him to kind of keep pace because I felt like he's been okay – with draft picks, or the fact that they at least gave him or allowed him to trade up to get Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, and then the whole... That was one thing that like gave me a little bit of pause was, oh, you just drafted a quarterback. I kind of wondered if maybe they would give them another year.
1: I'm glad they didn't, though. Yeah, like, I, props I to the did. ownership. You made the decision. Move forward with what yeah. you have now.
0: And then uh, the second one that I saw was the Vikings fired Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, their GM. That one... Uh, Had been gaining some some buzz, some rumors to it. So Mm -hmm. that one didn't really surprise me. But I I think that it was a move that needed to be made. I think we even talked about it on Friday. I I think he lost the locker room. Message became kind of stale. I don't think that that means he's a bad coach. I think you're just not successful for whatever reason. I think a lot of it probably does fall on the GM. But for whatever reason, you're not successful it's hard to keep motivating these guys when they haven't seen any change or progress. Yep. Or you know some of them that were there. Who was, was it? Case Keenum was their quarterback before Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, like made the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean they won the playoff game. Yeah. You know, yeah. Minnesota yeah. miracles or is it Minnesota or is it Minneapolis? Either way. Minneapolis miracle. Okay. Minneapolis yep. miracle. Um. So it's like the situation of like yeah that's awesome and you bring in Kirk Cousins you can give him this guaranteed money the first time like okay cool. Right now, let's find another quarterback, and then you never did, and you just signed Kirk Cousins to another guaranteed contract. It's a uh, what's going on here? Like, it, I feel like a lot of the players. I mean, you even see with Justin Jefferson, you know, the the new stud receiver in the NFL has his moments where he's looking at Cousins like, "Dude, come on!" Mm-hmm. Like even before, yeah, I have, that. I have my stats are great. You know, I had the yards, I have touchdowns, but I could have more. And it's yep. just, you sit there and look at it, and I was like, come on. And then when you get Mike Zimmer, and he's like, I'm a running coach, like we're going to run the football, but you have the talent at receiver, I feel like it's kind of what drove out Stephon Diggs, too. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say, too. Like, I, I think that that – I don't know if it was the offense, the coaching, the quarterback, whatever it was, but, I mean, you had a great receiver in Stephon Diggs. You kind of chased him out of town. Mm-hmm. Now, props to them, they did replace him with another great receiver in Justin Jefferson, but I did think that was a move – that need to be needed to be made um, the Broncos also fired Vic Fangio that one yeah that that definitely should happen yeah they played I, well on Saturday against the Chiefs credit to them for that they are going to be a very attractive job
1: 100%. And they are a
0: quarterback away and that's very hard to do it's not In the just irritating
1: like- part about watching that game on Saturday was the mist of Drew Locke playing decently well. Or doing enough to kind of keep them in the game. Now, granted, he also had a play that pretty much cost them the game. But that's the Drew Locke special, honestly. We saw it at Mizzou. We've seen it here in the NFL. But it's the fact that you remained competitive against Kansas City this last game of the year with Drew Locke as quarterback. And there were some throws and plays made where it was like, why didn't you just do this all year? Like, what does Vic Fangio have against Drew Locke that is, you're not going to be our quarterback? And he pretty much just shitted – on their entire quarterback room in his post game conference. He and I must was have just known like,
0: he was fired.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, that, or he just is completely unaware of, like, ah, you know, <laughs> we just, we have enough weapons on this offense. It shouldn't matter. Let's just be better.
0: Now, I do think that he's kind of right. I will say that because the, the quote was, like, what's the difference between you and the rest of the teams in the division? He's like, the rest of the teams in the division have really good quarterbacks.
1: Like, top tier quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Which. It's kind of true. Like, two of them definitely do. And then there's Carr, who is, I think, good enough to win you a Super Bowl. I think that he is one of the worst good quarterbacks. I will label him as a good quarterback. He's,
1: as of right now, of I power ranking. I agree with that. I just don't feel like he's had anything consistent in terms of offensive weapons to throw right. the ball to. Like, you got Hunter Renfro. We see that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hunter Renfro's got 1,000 yards receiving. is pretty much unstoppable. You give Derek Carr another, like, true outside receiver. Yeah. And I think it's more of like, okay, we really get to see what this guy can do.
0: Even not like a big marquee receiver. Like, he doesn't need Devontae Adams. But if he did have something else.
1: Like, I mean, just like a DJ Shark, you know what I mean? Or a Cordell, uh, not, excuse me, not Cordell, um, Sutton from Denver. Yeah,
0: Cortland Sutton. Cortland. Yeah, something like that on the outside would definitely help him. And... They they fire Vic Fangio. Like I said, I think that's going to be a top-notch job. Hey, there's already There have been a lot of rumors of Aaron Rodgers going there. We'll see what happens. I actually, as of right now, as of today, I don't think it will happen. I think that he either goes back to Green Bay or he retires. But either way, there are other quarterbacks out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think with the Broncos, maybe they even look at it and say, okay, we're going to draft a quarterback again. Right, because their quarterback of the future is not on roster. They don't like Drew Locke. Regardless of what anyone else thinks. Yeah. They pick at number nine overall. They could pull the trigger on a guy like Desmond Ritter can he pick it? one of them that's you know pretty pro ready. What they should have done was taken Justin
1: Fields last year.
0: Probably so.
1: I, I really know Sertan's like good. Surtain. That's awesome. Sertan. <laughs> yeah. I say Sertan, so I need to fix that. ASAP. But like Justin Fields, like that's a difference. In terms of quarterback play. And I just I feel confident right now saying that I don't think the Broncos get any premier free agent quarterback. And when I say that, I mean the possibility of Russell Wilson, the the possibility of Aaron Rodgers. Like, There's just – you're not going to because they're not going to want to go in that division and have to compete that hard. I mean, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like we can say this pretty confidently, he's had it kind of easy in that division the last three or four years. Where you can go in and you just get a guaranteed like two, four, six wins, in your season, yeah, because these other teams are not very good. Defensively. I agree. With you. I,
0: the Packers have been good; they've made the uh, NFC title game the last two years. They're good, but that division is
1: not good. Yeah, and I'm it's sorry. like Tom so you Brady got to leaving the
0: Lions, the yes. Vikings, and the Bears, who have all been kind of struggling.
1: And like Tom Brady leaving the AFC East, he saw that that was going to be a little bit more competitive and it kind of was there with the Bills and Dolphins last year in New England. Dude goes to Tampa, you have nothing else to worry in that division except the last year of Drew Brees. And you took care of business in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's another, yeah, that's an easy division now. Yeah. Last year, I think when he went there, it was a little bit of like, oh man, you're going to compete. A lot of people were high on the Falcons. Yep. The Saints were still very good. But then Tampa
1: Bay is immediately good. Could the Colts somehow get like an Aaron Rodgers? Because <laughs> that, that division would be like, a, hey, you just got to worry about the Titans. And if you can throw the ball in that defense, you don't even have to worry about the running game because they're going to have to pass to keep themselves in it.
0: The uh, the Colts are now facing the same problem that the Eagles had.
1: Yeah. You can't
0: get out of that Carson Wentz contract. But Man, if, they gave up a first-round pick for that dude. That
1: would be – if you could – I know this. This is so hypothetical. I have no idea how it would possibly be done. If the Colts can get an actual quarterback, look out. Because yeah. that would be the That's other
0: thing. That's your kitchen. hypothetical. Because you <laughs> built it up like, man, this is just a crazy hypothetical if the Colts can get I a quarterback. I just get myself
1: too excited. Let's get back to these coaches, though.
0: <laughs> I think the biggest surprise of the day uh, was the Miami Dolphins firing Brian Flores and keeping Chris Greer, the GM, That's which is an mistake. interesting move. I think you can look back at a lot of their draft picks – a lot of their free agency moves. And it seems to me outside looking in like the GM should be the one being fired. Yeah. Like no matter how good Tua is, Justin Herbert probably should have been the pick.
1: 100%. It's me. Like-,
0: I, like, does that not fall on the GM? I mean, maybe Brian Flores was just pounding the table for half to have Tua, but the way that he's treated Tua over the last two years does not lead me to believe he's a Tua guy.
1: I completely agree with that. And the fact that they won eight games to end the year, seven in a row, then you get yeah. demolished by the Titans, and then you beat the Patriots again this season. It's like, how is this on Flores? Especially when you do have Tua as your quarterback, but he's injured more than he's healthy, or just about equal with it and you still find ways to win football games. Or you start Tua last year, and it's like, yep. man, this ain't working out. Or maybe We're going to bring in Fitzpatrick to go finish out the game and win.
0: A little limited with his arm. Mm-hmm. So, like, what kind of offense can you run with him? And I do like Tua. I hope he gets a chance there in Miami. But I immediately think that Brian Flores, Brian, not Robert, mm-hmm. is the top head coach
1: candidate. 100%. I'm right there with you on that. The dude – it, I saw someone else I think it was Joy Taylor actually tweeted right before we came on. It was Of course you saw her tweet. Oh absolutely. She's absolutely beautiful. My God, what's up, girl? Uh anywho, she tweeted out that it felt like there was finally a little bit of a shift in like the culture there and like they were finding ways to win football games and that they had the Patriot way and it was looking good and now you have to like just completely reset everything. And yeah. it's just why do you keep doing this to yourselves?
0: Right. Yeah, I was I was very surprised, and that's like the one where I don't agree with it.
1: And if people in the media tweets were after Brian Flores got fired was, and I think even Matt tweeted it too. Was you know the Dolphins are not firing Flores unless there's another coach in place, and that coach is Harbaugh from Michigan. The yeah. owner then comes out and says, "I'm not going to be the guy that takes away Harbaugh from Michigan." Well, hey, dumbass, you don't really have a coach, so you better have another plan in action. Right,
0: and that's where I tweeted too, like. Everybody's always talking about college football versus the NFL. The owner of the Dolphins is so committed to the University of Michigan (laughs) that he won't take a top coaching prospect from them. He's like, no, I want that guy to stay at Michigan.
1: Why don't you take the coach coach. (laughs) and then donate money for the next one? Right. With Harbaugh,
0: there there have been rumors over the last couple weeks, and we've talked about it a little bit here. uh, Apparently the Dolphins are out. I still think the Bears are... A sneaky landing spot for him. I, I think that he is very much a I'm coming home type guy. <laughs> and with him and the Bears, like maybe it could work out, or maybe it is his agent doing a very good job of trying to get that money back.
1: To, I don't know how I feel up. about Harbaugh going back to the NFL. He was
0: successful. Like, he did lead the 49ers to mm-hmm. a Super Bowl.
1: And like it was back to back NFC Championship games, wasn't it?
0: Uh, probably. But then things kind of fell apart with Kaepernick. Mm hmm. And so, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you're not going to last. So, no. I, I think he'll return to the NFL could work for him, especially if you pair him with like uh, a Justin Fields-type quarterback in Chicago.
1: Yeah, who I mean, can kind of run the same offense that you know Harbaugh ran in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick, but I honestly feel like Justin Fields is a better quarterback and pure passer than Kaepernick ever oh, yeah. was. I don't so. think it's a
0: question. I know a lot of people um, – It seems like they either love or they hate Colin Kaepernick because off-field stuff. Yeah, He struggled his last couple of years. He was not good and then didn't get opportunities. Was it because of some of his off-field stuff? Like, Yeah, probably that led to it. But it's not like he was some MVP candidate that got blackballed out of the league. Uh, He wasn't playing well. So maybe if Harbaugh comes in and has a little bit better of a quarterback, he could have success in the NFL. Yeah. Maybe. There are a lot of good coaching candidates, though. Uh, we've talked about two of them. Brian Flores, he's available. Uh, Jim Harbaugh could come up from the college ranks. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl-winning head coach, he's <laughs> yeah. available. The Eagles let him go. Uh, maybe somebody tries to snatch him up. Maybe the Bears even say, like, hey, we tried to do this whole Andy Reid thing with Nagy Let's actually try to do it with Peterson. So that could be a fit for them, too. Uh, I think Todd Bowles is – a guy who's going to be a big-time candidate, him and Byron Leftwich, both with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Yep. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, a lot of rumors for Josh McDaniels going to the Texans. The Texans' job is not open yet. We'll see. But it was, I wouldn't uh,
1: even give him a second look.
0: Uh, it was Jay Glazer, though, that tweeted it. And you know, like, Jay Glazer, if he tweets something, it's probably going to happen. That's and true. And he tweeted that, uh, there's a there's a possibility that Josh McDaniels goes to the Texans and that David Cawley is out after one year, which is kind of a shitty thing to do. But I think with Nick Casario and Josh McDaniels, that's always kind of been the pairing in te- in Houston. Maybe yeah. now we actually get it this year. It's just
1: now, though, it's like, what are they going to do, a quarterback? Is it going to be Davis Mills? Like, I mean, can yeah. Josh McDaniels dial up an offense with that and go, well, hey, it's kind of like Mac Jones with a stronger arm? Yeah. We'll
0: get uh, another coach trying to make the Patriot way happen. <laughs>
1: what? I don't know, like You can't even say yippee. It's just like, a, mm, good luck, dude. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, and then another name that's been floated out there a lot as a previous head coach, these are all previous head coaches, is Jim Caldwell. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people calling for him to get another opportunity. Maybe he will. And then there are so many coordinators, too. Um, Kellen Moore is one. And I honestly don't get it. And maybe, I really don't either. Like, can somebody explain it to me? Like This is almost just like scouting the helmet of, oh, you're with the Cowboys. like You're probably good. That offense is loaded. They have a top five running back. They probably have the best receiving core. They have a tight end that had a breakout year, the mm-hmm. best offensive line in football when healthy, and a great quarterback, and they struggled to score points. I think, if anything, Kellen Moore held them back. <laughs> like, Jerry Jones might be sitting there saying, yeah, like, come take him so I don't have to fire his ass because his offense was not good this year. So I don't get it with Kellen Moore. Uh, if somebody else sees it and you want to politely explain it to me, I'm all ears, but I don't get it. I don't I know. Way
1: it. to wait to throw in the word politely there.
0: Yeah, don't tell me I'm a fucking idiot because I don't see it with <laughs> Kellen Moore. Uh, take your Cowboys blinders off and then politely <laughs> DM me a response. But but I, I mean,
1: don't. I'm right I'm right there with you too though, because when you look at this offense, you should be putting up thirty points a game no problem. E- easily. I and mean, I mentioned like you have almost give two running backs. Yeah. Very good.
0: So I I, I gotta
1: know. give the Cowboys props. Whoever they have in that building scouting running backs does a phenomenal job. I feel like every time I've ever looked at the Cowboys, they've at least had a running back. Even before Zeke. Before DeMarco Murray. Yeah, like, they, it's just, they would.
0: They would find guys like uh, Julius Jones, and DeMarco yes. Murray.
1: Yeah. They're so also
0: like, very good at finding offensive linemen.
1: That too. And so I'm right there with you on Kellymore, Moore, though. A name that I really was excited for coming into this year because he was a high name last year that didn't get an opportunity, Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. I felt like his stock just almost disappeared. Like it just evaporated. Yeah.
0: Like last year, we just kept waiting for him to be like, oh, okay, somebody's going to pick him up. The Giants, the Eagles, mm-hmm. whomever is going to hire him. Now, like I put his name on the list this morning, it's kind of getting lost, though. Like, yeah, he's not the clear cut number one candidate that we all expected him to be. And maybe he's getting a little bit of the
1: Eric B. Enemy. That's street Man, look at us. Same way, <laughs> here. Love it. Because that was the next thing I was going to bring up. is like a lot of people. You can say that about Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. and you can't use the race card on this situation of like, oh, well, this is why. Right? Maybe it's just, hey, this offense is high powered. How much is it because of the offensive coordinator? Yeah. Now I feel like we can say it might be Brian Dable in Buffalo because their head coach is a defensive guy, and in Kansas City, we clearly know Andy Reid's the the offensive guru there. It's also so, really
0: easy to be successful when you have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. 100%. So I do think that, like, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I understand the questioning of Eric bien and, like, how much is he actually responsible for. There are some Chiefs fans that are like, I can't believe Eric bien doesn't have a job. Well, I can believe it. I Look at Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how bad he was as a head coach. And with Brian Dable, maybe he is starting to face some of the same criticism. Like, I haven't heard as much about him, but this is only really, like, his second time Through the coaching carousel. If
1: you're Jacksonville, though, if you're Brian Dable, are you looking at Jacksonville going, hey, I can go from Josh Allen to Trevor Lawrence. I've already kind of helped Josh Allen, you know, catch up to the speed of the game here, settle in and become a very good quarterback. I can do the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. And I feel like he's a little bit more settled in and ready for the big moments than maybe Allen was coming from Wyoming. As Lawrence, we know, is coming from Clemson, been in national title games, has been in those moments. Is just this dude got, you know, bad luck of the draw here in terms of Jacksonville in that whole situation with, yeah. you know, Urban Meyer and Balakia as the, uh, excuse me, general manager. It Just none of it's working out there at all. Yep. Could and Brian Dable come in and be the guy for Trevor Lawrence?
0: He could be. And the Jags, have, they've already put out a lot of names of guys that they're interested in. I think it was over the weekend. I think that so much happened on Sunday that it's hard to remember that Bill O'Brien declined. To interview with the Jaguars, which and I know a lot of people were kind of like, "Oh, like why would you go after Bill O'Brien?" I am in agreement. I think Bill O'Brien's a good coach. Yeah,
1: he just bad general manager. Yeah, good coach.
0: Not very many people can handle both those responsibilities. Like I remember when Andy Reid tried to do it in -hmm. Philadelphia, and then it was like, "Oh, this is kind of too much." Now just being more of like the head coach in Kansas City, it's working for him. Yeah, and So I I would never do the GM head coach thing. I think that's just too much responsibility on one person's shoulders. And so with Bill O'Brien, if he were to go back and be a head coach, I think he could be successful. I mean, he was successful with the Texans as a coach before he started taking on the GM
1: role. I mean, even before Deshaun Watson, they had found ways to win that division. Right. So yeah. it's not like he just has Deshaun Watson. It's like, oh, this is why he was good. And the Jaguars
0: were good at the time. The yeah. Titans were like up and coming. The Colts had Andrew Luck and were good. Yep. So it's not like it was just a shithole division. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm kind of in favor of a Bill O'Brien
1: reappearing.
0: Yeah, uh, but we'll see. But there are so many people that are not wanting to work with their GM Trent Baalke, who I think that's going to make things kind of difficult. To where you almost have to look back and say, like, okay, if we can get the top coach that we want, we'll kind of let him pick his GM.
1: I'm also just realizing I just said Balocky instead of bulky.
0: <laughs> well, it is Balocky
1: that <laughs> they're keeping
0: him as the GM.
1: Yeah. So did I say it right or wrong? Then? No, you said it wrong. But Okay.
0: <laughs> two jobs that we did fail to mention are the, were the Raiders and the Jaguars. I kind of keep forgetting that they're, they are open. I think the Jaguars job is open. We will see what happens with the Raiders. I, I don't know if that job is open.
1: Like, yeah. You're With the way Versace,
0: he got his team in the playoffs. <laughs> They're like ten and seven. They're in the playoffs. So can you fire an interim head coach that gets your team to the playoffs? If they win, I don't think they will. If they win, like there's, you can't fire him.
1: No. You gotta but let him have another If you get blown goal. out, then it's more of like a okay, well, hey, congrats.
0: Especially if you go to the players and like they vouch for him and they kind of rally behind him, you gotta you gotta keep him.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, that's just because you went through a bunch of traumatic stuff together. Right. So, like, if you're going to look at it from that point of view, it's like, well, hey, yeah, this is a guy we shared this with and we found ways to overcome it. Maybe you give him, like, a one-year deal, like, okay, next year, like, you get a full offseason, here you go, just go be the head coach. Yeah. If you're successful next year, bam, I there do
0: is. think that, like, I love what he was able to do this year, but I do think that it, it felt like he was in over his head a little bit.
1: 100%. And that with that
0: Raiders job, I do think that it would be, an attractive job, especially if you can, you know, somebody out there is also a fan of Carr and wants to build yeah. around him. And
1: also, let's see what Mike Mayock can do actually getting to make the picks in the first round or right. two.
0: Yeah. I mean, and Mike Mayock with his relationships all over the NFL, mm-hmm. he might be able to convince one of these top head coaches, like, hey, come here. John Gruden was doing this and that. And
1: we if can they win. get Brian Flores, look out. Like, that could be a possibility. Yeah, and I that think would that would be... be a really good fit.
0: <laughs> Sometimes uh, my Chiefs fandom hat comes back on in an instance and it's like, fuck, that would be terrible. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: but if you're a Raiders fan, it's like, okay, yeah. Um, that Hell could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's mention some of our other great sponsors, though. Club 609, home of the best happy hour in the world, with their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. Also, uh, some great appetizers. A great spot to go on a date night watch the game Uh Just have some beers. There's so many different atmospheres that you can run into at Club 609. Highly recommended by yours truly. And maybe even if you want it, we can get matching tattoos. And you get a 609 tattoo, I already have one. So the rest of the world just needs to catch up. (laughs)
1: join the bandwagon of the 609 tattoo right there with Melo. another one though is downtown lube be sure to visit them in the heart of joplin missouri located on first and main street they do specialize in tires and lube but they are much more than that so be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services also it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service so make sure you get that taken care of again right here at downtown lube and now for
0: my favorite part of the day Which is, it's kind of getting lost that tonight is the national championship game. Yeah, NFL
1: stays king, man.
0: (laughs) It really does. And I love college football so much more than the NFL. But it will just dominate the circuit for the entire day. Until like 3 o'clock today, or maybe even later, people are going to be talking about the NFL and what happened there. Like even right now, we've talked NFL all day long. Last night, John ja Morant had a jaw dropping, almost jaw breaking play. <laughs> yeah. Clay Thompson came back, and we're not even really like it's not on the radar at all. And the college football national championship between Georgia and Alabama is tonight. I haven't seen it. Like, I've been watching SportsCenter, I've been on Twitter. Like, nobody's really talking about it, but it is, in fact, tonight, and I am very excited about it. Uh, the thing that surprises me most, and I talked about it a little bit last week. Georgia comes into this game as the favorite i don 't know what the odds makers saw that i didn 't see, <laughs> but they are a two and a half point favorite, and that changed a little bit over the weekend. They were a three point favorite now they 're down to two and a half. If you got Alabama early at three good good for you because yeah. I think Alabama wins this game, and there are a lot of good players too, like if you 're a draft nerd, um, I counted the players that I have as draftable. From this game, I got 31.
1: Jesus. Which is... Draft-eligible players.
0: Yeah, so like Will Anderson and Bryce Young are not on that list. Jalen Carter is a very good defensive lineman from Georgia. He's not on that list. These are just guys that are draft-eligible. So, I mean, it's it's ridiculously loaded. Obviously, it's the national title, but I think this will be one of the most scouted games ever. You and I were talking about who is it, Clemson and... Alabama, Alabama in from 2019. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one's gonna be similar. I mean, Georgia's got some guys that are even too deep that are like, okay, you're going to play in the NFL. Now, you couldn't start at Georgia, but you will play in the NFL for a long time. And this is a rematch, obviously, we've seen it before. Uh, but I think we're gonna see a different game. Last game, Alabama won forty one to twenty four. I think we see a much closer game. I am still taking Alabama to win this one. But I'm very excited to see also what happens with Bryce Young. Yeah. Last time, he kind of lit up that Georgia defense. See if you can do it again.
1: Well, I mean, I just felt like they couldn't get any pressure either now. He was just was able to kind of do whatever he wanted to. And in terms of, you know, let's say they did get pressure, he was able to escape the pocket and make plays. And I was like, well, there's your freaking Heisman moment, dude. Like, congratulations here. Yeah. Pretty much just sealed that in. And so it's just a situation of – you look at it, and was like, yep, okay, this is the dude. It's great. Alabama's probably going to win another national title. And then you see Georgia play Michigan, and they just got to do whatever they wanted. Like, they ran the ball. They got after, you know, the, the Michigan quarterback. Negated everything that Michigan wanted to do, and it was like, we win this game. It was just like an easy walk for them into the championship game in a way where you look at Michigan and go, man, you guys got kind of screwed here, like having to face the team. Because one, they're pissed off that they just got embarrassed by Alabama. They come in here, they give it back to you. And now it's if you're Georgia, do you look at it and go, we're pissed at how we played last time we faced Alabama, or is it if we just do what we did against Michigan, no one can stop us?
0: Yeah, I think for some of these teams, like Georgia and Alabama both this year, I think sometimes a loss is kind of good for you. you probably don't want to lose the SEC championship game to, like, re-rally yourself. But, like, when Alabama lost to Texas a and M, I I think that was probably good for them. I think it reset their mind and, like, okay, we are really good, but we got to bring it every week or we yeah. could lose. And I think we've seen a different Alabama team or even, like, a close win against Auburn where you didn't lose, but it's like, oh, shit, like, yeah, teams are good. We do have to play, and we do have to be ready for Georgia next week. And I I think that maybe even a loss for Georgia, you don't want to risk it and knock yourself out of the playoff. But they both got where they wanted to be. So maybe a loss to Alabama does reset these guys. And they're like, okay, we know where we messed up last time. This is what we have to do. I think there was a lot of emphasis on pressuring Bryce Young. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's what you want to do. I've seen him make so many plays out of the pocket or the improvising with like pitching the ball to a tight end. You might just want to say, hey, uh, stay back there. You stay in the pocket. We're going to cover these receivers and force you to make bad late throws. But I don't know if like, – it's almost like a Lamar Jackson treatment or maybe Kyler Murray is a better one or Patrick Mahomes. You know, Sometimes when these guys get out of the pocket, they're more dangerous. Yeah, I think that's Bryce Young. Find a way to keep him in the pocket. Pressure him, keep his ass in the
1: pocket. Get though. pressure with four. And then, yeah. like, kind of keep a line back underneath, you know, in terms of like a spy, but then allow everyone else to do the job on the back end. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cincinnati possibly gave a blueprint on how to beat Alabama, or is that just kind of a low scoring game in terms of because Alabama goes, we're just going to run the ball the whole time because you can't stop it?
0: Uh, probably a little bit of both. That Cincinnati secondary very talented too. Yeah. Um, I think where they struggled was they could not stop the run. Yeah, and so Alabama probably did look at it and say, you know what. We don't have to throw the ball. Let's just keep running it. That's what's working for us. I do think Georgia will be able to stop the run, so it won't be so dimension one-dimensional, which will be exciting to watch. I mean, the last time we saw Alabama play, Brian Robinson rushed for like 200 yards. Probably not going to do that against <laughs> Georgia. But Georgia has found uh, ways to limit Bryce Young or get him to throw some interceptions before. Hey, their secondary is also very talented. Honestly, I think they have like Probably 12 guys on their defense that are going to be drafted. Well, one of them is not even eligible. So all 11 starters will probably be drafted into the NFL.
1: Damn. So let's say you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, which you are. Who are you watching in this game from Georgia defensively?
0: Defensively for the Chiefs, it would be difficult. Um, Kendrick, the corner, is very good. He transferred from Clemson. And I saw somebody tweeting that they have him as corner one uh, in this class, ahead of Derek Stingley. Now, everybody sees the game differently. (laughs) My theme for this draft season is, like, respect everybody's opinion. I don't have Kendrick as corner one, but there are people out there that do. (laughs) So uh, it's something to watch for, definitely. John Mechie's out this game, so you're probably going to see Kendrick versus Jameson Williams. That's a great matchup. Like yeah. you and I get hyped over the Senior Bowl seeing those one on ones. Now you get it in live action where they're actually going to tackle each other and <laughs> like, don't care if the other player gets hurt. You're not helping him up off the turf. And so that'll be a good matchup. And a lot of receiver talent. Jameson Williams, I thought that maybe he would be available late first round. I've seen a lot of other people that think he might go top 10. So, Holy cow. Yeah. And again, draft opinions are all over the place. 100%. And you got to love it. Sometimes I don't agree with it, but I am not going to shit on anyone's opinion. I've been wrong so many times. <laughs> the NFL's been wrong so many times. That uh, One thing that I'm really looking forward to, though, as a draft fan, too, is getting that early preview of Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Yeah. It's crazy. That I think those two are going to be competing for that number one overall draft pick. Next year? Yeah, they're playing on the same team. And uh, Will Anderson had 17 and a half sacks last year. That Georgia offensive line is good. I want to see what he can do against them because he was good last game. He's going to be good this game too. But if Georgia can run the ball well, which that's what they like to do, they could get out to a lead and play it safe and kind of play it conservatively where they give the running backs 30 carries and Alabama can't see the field. They have the offense. They have the offensive line to do it. The running backs, their tight end is phenomenal. He's only a freshman too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's another so one of those you,
0: guys that's not draft eligible, but people are drooling over him already.
1: And not to cut you off though, like, do you think Georgia can do that? Or the, I mean, they're just gonna have to start if they get the ball to start the game and they get the running game going. Do you think it immediately favors Georgia if they can just stay on the field and keep the clock running and keep Alabama's offense off? Yeah, if they because can like, get
0: their running game going. Because that
1: Alabama defense is not scared of Stetson Bennett. I don't think anybody is, to be honest.
0: No, no. And I wrote about that in the State of College Football. I think that is like the key to victory for Georgia is run the ball, keep Alabama's offense off the field, which is very hard to do, but they've got the guys to do it. Zamir White is very good. He's a big power back. James Cook, Dalvin Cook's little brother at Georgia, is also a very good running back. Mm -hmm. So they've got the guys to do it. And they, I mean, they'll play four running backs tonight and keep just running the ball. If they can successfully run the ball, they're going to win. I think that I was writing about it. There were two teams this year that held uh, Georgia below 150 yards. It was Clemson and Alabama. And one of those games was a loss. One of those games was very close. So if Georgia can get more than 150 yards rush, they're probably going to win the game. But it's going to be very hard to do. Yeah. Like, take the ball out of Stetson Bennett's hands. It's a great story. I'm glad that he gets to be a starter. He's not good, though. Like, he's not going to come out and wow you with throws or win the game
1: for you. Did you see any of his uh, Media Day interviews? Yeah. Tough watch. Tough watch, tough listen.
0: Yeah. It's just another game no the fuck it's not <laughs> yeah it's the biggest game you've ever played in. so it's okay to like treat it that way that's like the guy who walks around freezing cold and he's like no it's not even cold It's like are you sure you don't want to grab a coat
1: you're good like no i don't get cold. Now your legs are just screaming red and your hair is individually just <laughs> sticking out like god damn yeah, it <laughs> that's that's invented
0: with the, like oh it's just another game no man like it's cool to be like yeah i'm a little bit nervous like maybe you don't say that out loud but you don't say it's just another game
1: i freaking would be like yeah it's the biggest game of my career They're nerves of course there's nerves but we're gonna welcome them because then we're gonna get settled in we're gonna go play some ball and we're gonna play our game that's how you answer that question I not saw, a oh no it's just uh just another game i saw
0: like a tiktok video of like if you're ever feeling nervous just convince yourself that you're excited because it's the same emotions and yeah. then you won't be so scared to act you'll be like excited to act Maybe that's what you do, Stetson Bennett. <laughs> no, I'm not terrified of Will Anderson Jr., who's going to rip my head off. <laughs> I'm excited about the possibility.
1: <laughs>
0: but it, I think it will be a good game. Now, I know that last time it was a little bit of a blowout, but I think it will be a close game. There's a lot of prop bets uh, that I was looking at that are fun. You can bet on like who has the most rushing yards, over-unders, and things like that. Uh, but I do know the over-under for this matchup is set at like – I got it last night. It was at 52. So I'm going to take the over in that one. I, I do think that we see some scoring. It's our mm-hmm. it's up to 52.5 now. Yep. Uh, but these national championship games often go over. Even though both these teams are very good defensively, usually you see a lot of points in a national championship game. So I am taking the over in this one.
1: Yeah, and I am as well. I just do kind of have a little gut feeling that maybe – this does just turn into a defensive battle and no one's able to get anything going. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, Georgia's just going to go, let's rush forward, play back, cover these receivers, and not let Bryce Young out of the pocket and make some incredible plays. Just Let's try and keep him in the pocket and in the spot as much as we can and then let him beat us that way.
0: Both head coaches were previous defensive coordinators. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Georgia, we've talked about their defense all year. Nick Saban, probably going to be able to draw up something to stop the run game of Georgia, even if he has to load the box or whatever. Um, and one thing that I also put in the state of college football, I think a lot of people are probably like, oh, I've already seen this game. I don't need to watch it again. Alabama's going to win. Uh, the last time we had a rematch in the national championship, it was Alabama and LSU. Then the regular season, LSU won the football game 9-6. to mm-hmm. Rematch, national championship game, Alabama won 21 to nothing. So a lot can change from regular season. Uh, Score prediction from this one for me, again, like I said, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Alabama. Score prediction, 34-24, Alabama.
1: Okay. I will go – I'm taking the over as well. I'll go Alabama 38, Georgia 30, 38-30. Yeah, I I do. I think we're going to see some
0: points scored. It will be exciting, and we will be back – Tomorrow to talk about it, maybe even revisit um, some more coach firings in the NFL, maybe more Week 18 reactions, and definitely talking about the National Championship game. But that is it for us today. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app, live at 10 a.m. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Mention us here at Miked Up, and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride.